0: Hello and welcome to the Delicious Podcast, this week sponsored by Bordeaux Wines UK. And I'm in the harvests of Saint-Emilion and La de pomerol appellations, or wine regions of Bordeaux. Now, you may think you know your Bordeaux wines. Those elegant blends of classic grape varieties such as Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot. The white blends of Sauvignon Blanc, Sémillon and muscadelle that meet those strict rules of its classification. But something stirring in its vineyards. I was in Bordeaux to meet a couple of the young winemakers, causing a bit of a revolution in this, the most classic of French wines, introducing new technology, sustainability practices and new grape varieties which produce wine styles that are a long way from what we think of as Bordeaux. Benoit Trocard is the 15th generation of the Trocar family, which has been making some of the best wine in France for over 400 years in the heart of Saint-Emilion. For the young Benoit, it wasn't the easiest legacy to bear. Uh,
2: it's quite a heavy uh, heritage. Uh, everybody would think it's super cool. Uh, at the end of the day, you don't want to be the bad generation, uh, <laughs> but at the meantime, you want to express yourself as a winemaker. And so you probably want to be a little different, and you're not sure this is going to please family and also your your neighbours.
0: Yeah. But you did decide to not be the bad generation but to take a different path just
2: just be my just be who i was Uh, and i've been uh, very lucky my parents uh, helped me and let me uh, do whatever i wanted Uh, i was taking the risk anyway uh, and uh, i i took some decision that the family did not approve uh, but at least they helped me to buy my own vineyard so that they said if you want to be a winemaker do what you have to do at your place and if, if you're successful and we'll see Uh, You can probably work with us later. Okay.
0: So let's just unwrap that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Bordeaux, one of the most highly controlled uh, classification systems Mm -hmm. in French wine. It is. Yeah. You were saying to your family, after 400 years of winemaking in the same way, Mm -hmm. I want to do something different.
2: Yes, uh, the, the real first thing is I wanted, I had ideas of the winemaking and the wine and the style of the wine I wanted to make. I wanted to produce luxury wine, uh, instead of middle range wines, uh, a little bit less classical Bordeaux, uh, uh they are still Bordeaux because of their soils and the, the terroir, but they have an influence of uh, what I've learned in other countries, uh, in Australia, in the US. Um, and I think the, the the biggest revolution for the family is when I decided to plant uh, Chardonnay grapes uh, in Saint emilio Now this does not happen in Saint emilio Never. I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, it was crazy at that time. Uh, I planted the the vineyard in two thousand and ten. Uh, my father uh, almost killed me. He said, but you realize the price of the land and you're planting uh, white grapes, Chardonnay, which is not allowed in the AOC system. And my father was one of the pioneers in the AOC system uh, in France.
0: And he was president of the Board of Wine Council. So um,
2: He tried to prevent me from doing this, but I said, you know what, <laughs> I'm I'm going to do it. <laughs> And uh, And you're the
0: eldest of five kids. Exactly. So what was he thinking? He was thinking, 400 years, oh my God, it's all going to go terribly wrong.
2: He was very upset and worried that the whole um, winemaker community would consider uh, the family as uh, uh, something uh, weird and a strange family. Uh, He he, he was afraid people would look at us in, in, in a bad way.
0: Because it is very conservative here.
2: It is too conservative. <laughs> it is too conservative. I mean, we are living in the world. We're not living only in Bordeaux and not only in France. Uh, we have to open our eyes uh, to the world. And, uh, and you know what? We have to, to be who we are. I mean, there's only one life and it's too short. Yeah. So just do what you want. Express yourself the way you want. And, and there's a market for everything. You have to find it.
0: Now, spoiler alert, it all turns out more than fine. And his Debray Chardonnay is not only the first ever in Bordeaux but a stunning full-bodied mix of stone fruit and peach blossom, red apple and pastry flavours with a lovely long finish. I asked him when he first thought he could produce a Chardonnay in Bordeaux.
2: I was a winemaker in Australia uh, and I've produced Chardonnay, but this is not uh, where uh, I've realised that uh, I wanted to produce Chardonnay. The the first thing is uh, I had a conversation with uh, my grandfather and he said, you know, the region of Saint-Emilion was mainly planted with white grapes because uh, all the white wine was going to the church of Saint-Emilion for the mass. And they don't use red wine because otherwise the the napkin would be red. Uh, And said, so we have beautiful terroir on the limestone for for white grapes. And then I'm a big fan of Chardonnay. I've been uh, tasting Chardonnay from all around the world. And this is the only grape varietal that I found very good to impressive in every single country. So I was like, why there should be only one uh, region in France where Chardonnay is amazing? Uh, there's amazing Chardonnay in South Africa, in California, in South America, in Australia, everywhere. So this is why I decided to pen Chardonnay because it was a challenge to prove that we were able to do something uh, in a very high quality and high class Chardonnay in Saint-Emilio.
0: So one of the things you did when you took a left turn, i.e. you weren't doing what your parents had done, was you became certified sustainable farming. Now that meant bringing a horse in.
2: Um... That means uh, we control everything we do and because I want it to be to go further than this without being biodynamic or organic, we use a horse in the vineyard to work the soils uh, just because it's first of all it's beautiful and we have to say that. But also uh, it's much uh, better. Uh, we don't this way we don't use herbicide. Uh, and we use less gas. So it's uh, and it's not organic in a way, but it's uh, uh, sustainable for the environment.
0: And breaks up the soil.
2: And, yes, exactly. It's less heavy for the soils. Yeah. Uh, what did
0: your dad say when you brought a horse into the so farm
2: My dad said nothing. He just said it's going to be more expensive. <laughs> my grandfather almost cried. He said, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, you don't know what it is to work with uh, a horse I used to work with uh, a, a buffalo, yeah. and then with a horse, and the horse was a revolution, but when the tractor came in, for me it was like a, a new world. Uh, to wake up every morning, feed the horse, uh, no holidays, no weekend to take care of the, of the horse, I said, no thank you, you're crazy.
0: It it has become fantastically successful. We're standing right now in this fabulously beautiful area of Saint Emilion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're buying up the entire village. Tell us about the experience.
2: Yeah, no, we, are, we we are, all our neighbors decided to sell uh, one after another. Uh, I have good relationship with all the the, the the neighbors, and they came to me and uh, they asked if I was interested, and uh, I. Uh, I really thought that it was a, a unique chance to, to have all this little hamlet and to build a destination, uh, to, to bring people to the winery and to the estate, uh, to the Clos, because we are on a Clos surrounding, uh, surrounding by a stone wall, uh, to give them an experience of what Clos du Bray is. Wine is very important. It's not only just one bottle, it's an encounter in between a winemaker, a family and a history. Uh, you know, even if you don't produce the best wine in the world, as soon as you know the people that are making it, the, 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 the thing is very different. Yeah. Uh, so I want to spend time with these people. Uh, I want to show them the vineyard, of course. Uh, I want to do blendings, uh, tasting, uh, dinners, experience on 10 vintages to see uh, how the wine is evolving. and. Uh, how each vintage has a specificity. Uh, and to
0: understand the terroir, this is really important to
2: you. It's important, but also to have great moments. Yeah. If, you, if you spend one dinner with people and you have good wines and good food and you love together, I mean, it's, it's for life. It's not just, uh, uh, it's not just like a pouring wine at a tasting, uh, which everybody does in the rest of the world. If you put people around your table and you share wine with them, I mean, it's uh, it's something that they will never forget.
0: You sound like Robert Mondavi. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Coralie de Bouard grew up at the famous Chateau Angelus, producer of one of the premier Grand Cru Classé of Saint-Emilion. But she's brought new grape varieties and techniques to her own vineyard, just over the border of Saint-Emilion, in La Lande de Pomerol, where the rules are very different. She told me how she dreamed of being a winemaker since she was a little girl.
3: I was running in the, in the vineyard, eating the grape when I wanted. I saw all the process of uh, growing wine. And uh, I always told my father, I want to be a winemaker. Uh, that was my dream. I never dreamed about uh, being a princess. <laughs> but I have two brothers and I am the oldest and he said no you will be an interpreter and you know in my mind when I want something <laughs> I go through.
0: She did what her father said and learned the trade from the inside and then paid her own way to learn how to make wine from some of the best winemakers in the world.
3: I trained with uh, uh, Denis Dubourdieu, Bourdieu, with Yves Glory, with uh, uh, Keith Van Leven and that's I- that was the best school for me. So you did what your dad said, and then you took your left turn. <laughs> exactly. So today is very proud, because <laughs> uh, I've been working and learning the excellence and uh, the best philosophies working at Angelus with him during 11 years. Then I moved to Chateau La Fleur de Bois, where we are actually, and uh, in 2012 I arrived there uh, with a big challenge, saying, no, it's not only a laboratory for Angelus, it's also a winery and there is a big potential, I want to show that this wine is able to be a big brand, so Chateau La Fleur de Bois today is well known everywhere in the world. And in 2016, I bought my winery, so today today I'm totally selfish, I've got my freedom and uh, it's the dream of my life.
0: We are. I mean, let's talk about the geography of this place. We are looking out over the Church of Pomerol and the Church of Saint Emilion. Exactly. For wine lovers, what do the words Saint Emilion mean?
3: This is where uh, we think the culture of winemaking uh, started. Mm. So, back in oh, thirteen fourteen. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: It is, and this is where some of the best wines in the world Petrus... Petrus,
3: uh, uh, Château Angélus, uh, Château uh, Cheval Blanc, Château Ozone, all the best yes. premier grand cru classé of Saint-Emilion.
0: We're standing in La Lande de yes. Pomerol.
3: And this means that you don't
0: have to be so strict about the classification rules what does that mean for you
3: there's, there's no classification and for me it's uh, very interesting because people are drinking your wine for what it is and not for a label and a classification and i like very much this way it's not a, a, a label drinker but really drinking the wine for the value of the terroir for the value of the way we are winemaker and that's the real way why i love to make wine Coralie
0: Strong is a 22-year-old wine blogger known as Every Glass Matters and writes largely for young wine lovers keen to find their way around the rather complicated world of fine wine. I asked her what buyers think when they see that word, Bordeaux.
4: It's tradition, it's classical, it's something they feel safe purchasing because they know what they're going to get. They're going to get a red blend or a white blend and, you know, it's something that they feel safe
0: Yeah, so along come Benoît and the other Coralie and they mess it all up. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for Bordeaux?
4: It's a great thing for the region but it won't be labelled as Bordeaux. So people would never see that as Bordeaux. It's such a standard and a traditional place that actually mixing it all up and um, you're almost complicating the situation which for young people could be perceived as even more difficult to understand and to get involved with Bordeaux as a region. However, on the other hand, you have this amazing situation where people are showing different sides of wine doing what they want to do bringing in different techniques different grape varieties and really making an accessible wine region that everybody can get involved in
0: so how would they ever find these wines
4: i think you'd you'd it would definitely be a situation where they're recommended by the people by a person in a shop whatever and it really might show them that Within France, you can go outside the rules, and there's a lot of great wine that's actually not labelled under appellation. Which I think for young people is brilliant. Different prices, different uh, Vend de France. You know, areas that people can really access. Okay, you use
0: some terms there that people new to wine may not know. Give me a, a very easy guide to appellations.
4: An appellation is a technically an old world kind of term, and it's. It's a, either a region, a style, a kind of set of rules that govern an area uh, or a style of wine and help people within that region all produce the same kind of wine. So Benoit, he's 15th generation
0: Saint-Emilion. Uh, Saint-Emilion is an appellation and that means that he knows the rules but he's now breaking them by bringing in a Chardonnay.
4: Yeah, he's breaking the rules uh, within Santemilio, but his Chardonnay won't be bottled under Santemilio Appellation. He's going completely out of there, and he's producing a wine that can't even have the word Bordeaux on the bottle. So he's got so much confidence in his product and in itself, which is a fantastic wine to actually do this and go, I'm gonna make what I love.
0: And as always, go down to your wine shop, talk to the experts, look on your blog, Every Glass Matters, go to where the information is and then start playing.
4: Yeah, of course. I mean, for me, wine is all about confidence and it's all about asking people to point you in the right direction, finding something that you love, once you've found a wine that you love it's very very easy to find another one that you love even more it's much harder when you're looking at a huge area of wines and you're not sure what you want and what to choose
0: and you can find more about the new generation of Bordeaux winemakers opening up the market at bordeaux.com and at Coralie's blog every glass matters and Benoit has written us a foodie postcard on where he eats and drinks and what he calls his crazy beautiful Bordeaux at deliciousmagazine.co.uk slash And I'll see you next week when I'll be in Ibiza at its very first sustainable food festival, Amore